The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by not Dalton Miller, but RJ Ochoa today from Blogging the Boys. Always love when RJ fills in for Dalton when Dalton has more important things to do than join us on this beautiful podcast. But uh, before we see how RJ's doing, this is probably going to be our last Talk in the Draft podcast of the offseason. We're going to get back to talking the star next week. Um, Cole will be back on the podcast, Dalton will be back on the podcast, and we'll be uh, focusing more on Cowboys more so than the draft. Uh, but to, find a lot, you know, to finish out talking the draft podcast, we wanted to tie in with Dak Prescott, uh, kind of give a, a good segue into what talking the Cowboys is going to be about um, as we work our way through this offseason. But before we get into that, RJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, Dalton's chair is um, a little disgusting. It's clear he doesn't take care of it. Um, and uh, I thought you, know. you, I thought you were going to say his his seat was hot. Like you were going to come and take his spot. No, I mean you know um, a lot of people love Dalton. You know, honestly, <laughs> of all our listeners, we've got some you know talking the drafts, really popular show, and so uh, it's nice to hang out with you. Um, you and Dalton have a have a bit of a a loyal legion of followers, and so. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why, honestly. I mean, you know, why, why they're into Dalton, but uh, but I get the Connor love, certainly. All right, that's right, that's right. Um, we do want to get into something that, very similar to what you were saying. Some some people love him and some people hate him, and that's uh, Rain Dakota Prescott. Um, it was a big topic today, um, mm-hmm. all over the radio, all over ESPN, all over the, the mainstream media. It's, it's a big talking point, and that is – the Dak Prescott contract situation. And it popped up today because there was a story that came out in the Houston Chronicle where Bill O'Brien, the general manager slash head coach slash destroyer of all things, is apparently ready to offer Deshaun Watson 40 to $42 million per, per year guaranteed in a contract that could get done before the start of the season, apparently. And that's getting into what we wanted to talk about today. The question I wanted to start you off with is <laughs> this whole offseason, we've gotten 
why would they pay him $30 million? That's where it started. I don't know if you remember that. But oh, my it, gosh. It yeah. was, there's no way in hell that the Cowboys should pay Dak Prescott $30 million. Well, then he went played great. My, see, my, yeah, my dog, dog's even pissed yeah, off. Yeah, he's pissed off, too. He doesn't get it. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> so, so, so that's where it started. And we've now gotten to the point where all those people who said that are now like, okay, I'm fine with paying him $30 million, but we shouldn't be paying him $35 million. So this is like kind of an emergency podcast almost because we want to talk about it. But Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, very similar players to you, RJ. Why does Dak Prescott catch all the heat of he's not worth $35 million, but you're not hearing these same question marks with Deshaun Watson, who's supposed to be getting $42 million guaranteed. So first of all, my favorite tweet of, um, cause we're talking on Tuesday. My favorite tweet of the day was, um, somebody who Charmaine nameless tweeted out the, uh, next gen stats, uh, <laughs> charts of Dak and Deshaun's downfield success rates. And, you know, what, what was the caption? It was like, I don't what get a, it. What or, am I or, missing here? Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. A I, thousand yeah. more yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions, better um, quarterback ratings. I think it takes a long time <laughs> to understand that you can find a statistic to tell any story you want. It, right. it takes it takes a long time to accept that. And so, you know, like I, like I know we both saw the other day the garbage time stats that were floating yeah. around or whatever. Like you, you can you can craft whatever narrative you want. And then there was today also the uh, these are the 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 nine highest uh, cap hits you know since right, 2014 yeah. or whatever. Like you you can cherry pick all day long. And I think that people cherry pick points specifically with Dak. You, it's certainly the Cowboys thing. Um, and I think it's also the Cowboys' fault. I mean, you know. To be fair, he is on the franchise tag, or he right. has been tagged, I should say. Um, so they have sort of set this up, um, but they do that, right? I mean, they did that with Demarcus Lawrence. They did that with Dez. I mean, like, honestly, I, I still kind of feel like they don't get enough grief for the 2015 offseason debacle because they put themselves in a position that they were forced to pay Dez or DeMarco and this like it sounds like it wasn't that long ago but 2015 was was before it was universally accepted that that paying running backs was a terrible idea you know what I mean and so but still they 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 they're the ones that kind of you know dug that hole and um and and they do that and that's why I really am am just stunned at how people are shocked right because Tank had to leverage the shoulder surgery to get his deal that kind of went to the induced 11th hour Zeke had to hold out to the fourth week of the preseason. So another induced 11th hour, they just, they don't like paying as much as they have to before they have to. And and this is before they have to, whereas the Texans are seemingly a little bit more proactive. The Cowboys are not. And it's, it's costed them because if they had paid him a year ago, like a lot of us thought that they should, he'd be on the books for what, like 33, $34 million, yeah. with like 105 guaranteed. And, and right now we'd be sitting here saying, man, Bill O'Brien wants to pay Deshaun that right. much money. The Dak deal looks like a bargain. And right. and they just, they don't see that. Right. And that's the whole thing is it's like, if they would, and, and I, don't, I don't know if it was ever this, and this is what it's been talked about a lot here today is like, you know, the thing is, do, do do the Cowboys love Dak Prescott? Like that's what people, uh, have they are, are they still unsure if he's the guy? And it's like that doesn't make any sense. They're they're <laughs> offering him five years. They're offering yeah. him longer than what Dak wants. They're just trying to do it their way. 
Like, well, and the the reason for that being that they are they are actually such believers in him that they know that he will command another payday, and so they want to prolong that as much as possible. So yeah, this, right. this I, the and, idea that they don't believe in him is ridiculous. Right, and and again, like I don't understand I I don't understand where that's coming from because again, like if what every these same people if what these same people are reporting is true that it's five years. 35 million, 106 plus guaranteed, then that's not even a question. Like they're obviously okay with it. They just want to do it on their terms. So they don't, you know, in when that fourth and fifth year kick in, when Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson are making 42 to $45 million, Dak Prescott's still making 35. So they're trying to big brain it where Dak Prescott's like, I'm not going to let you big brain me. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be smart. I'll do my four-year deal. You know, I'll do a little bit less than what you would probably have to pay somebody, you know, of my caliber. That's kind of what he's saying. Like, I mean, again, Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes are asking for $40 million. Like, that's what they're going to ask for and probably demand. So the fact that he's not there yet to what we know is, you know, kind of a good thing. But the the thing I wanted to really talk about on today is the Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott thing because that was a big topic today. Um, you know, I'm not a big believer in looking at like passing yards and passing touchdowns and interception ratios to like determine <laughs> what quarterback is good and what quarterback's not. Um, I like to. So you, at, you just want to look at wins. That's yeah, what right, right. So like, <laughs> like quarterback wins. Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent that completion percentage definitely means you're an accurate quarterback. So like all that stuff. Is kind of like what I want to dive into, but but no, like I like looking right. at the efficiency numbers, the advanced metrics. Um, you know, there's multiple different you know metrics you can look at, but uh, I, I like the way that the NFL, um, the player profile, NFL.com does their advanced metrics. They kind of lay them out in multiple different ways, but their efficiency numbers um, are are pretty interesting to look at. They have a bunch of different things, but I think when you go through and look at them, it proves to everyone like without even looking at the tape these numbers in themselves go oh this guy's 100% a top 10 quarterback which is another discussion for another day that a lot of people don't agree with but comparing Deshaun and Dak um, when when looking at a lot of these numbers it just shows that they're almost the same player they're almost the same guy they're on that same tier for sure and it's so strange to me and I wanted to get your opinion on why why does Deshaun Watson to me feel like everyone values him in like a completely different tier than Dak Prescott. So I think it's a number of things. I think part of it is the Cowboys factor. That's, that's a difficult thing for anyone to overcome. Um, the only one who ever has is seemingly Tony Romo and it took his career literally ending for him to kind of, you know, get that. Um, I, and I, and I think that if you're not the Cowboys quarterback, you're afforded different benefits. And I, and cause these, these are all narratives that that's, that's the only reason that anybody would buy, you know, these, these, you know, uh, these things. And, you know, I, I think people now look at Deshaun and and view Bill O'Brien as this hindrance. So, well, Deshaun's having to put up with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, well, Dak Prescott had to put up with Jason Garrett. You know what I mean? And but, Scott Linehan. Right, but nobody wants to see it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Because of, of the narrative. And I, I also think a part of it is – um, and I hate to like go to a yardage standpoint, but Deshaun had that miraculous run 
early on in his career, his rookie year, you know, what did he he didn't start the first game round, then he came in week two, and then he had that big Seahawks performance, you know, even though they lost. You see, like that that Deshaun Seahawks loss is like Romo's Broncos loss. You know what I mean? It's like the greatest game he's ever played, even though they lost. And then, you know, like remember Richard Sherman was like, that dude's gonna be special. And so every everybody like in that moment just decided and, and I like Deshaun Watson a lot, but right, they just too. decided he's he's awesome. He can never be questioned, right. et cetera. He's better. And I think because we've never seen like a a, a god, you know, kind of run from Dak that, that people view that way, they lean on that. And so they, it's just they decided a long time ago that Deshaun was better. And it's kind of like um, it, it, it becomes a thing of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Penn State always has great linebackers, right? We, let's just draft a linebacker out of Penn State. It's like one of those things, right. you know what I mean? Like it's just this this thing that people believe because it was true for one week at one point three years ago. Yeah, and and you know that's that's a really you know good way to put it because, like you said, it might be because you haven't seen you know, and I, I feel like last year, like when Deshaun went into New England and beat New England, that was a big deal, you know, because no one else had been able to really do that, and he, right. he was. But when you I was going through it. I've been charting a lot of quarterbacks recently, and I, I'm doing all the NFC first, but I went and charted Deshaun today because I'd already had done Dak. And Deshaun laid, like, five stinkers this year. Like, worse than anything. that Like, worse than the Philadelphia game for Dak, worse than the New England game for Dak. Like, Carolina, Denver, and um, Tampa Bay, and then Baltimore were four games that Deshaun was just terrible in. Right. And, you know, I was like, man, you don't hear about those games, but you bring up anything with Dak, it's he couldn't beat Philly. You right. Know, what happened in New England? What happened in Chicago and Buffalo? What happened against New Orleans? Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't under, I don't know. But going through some of the metrics that we like to look at, uh, DYAR, uh, I'll break this down for people listening, but DYAR is defense adjusted yards above replacement. It gives the value of the quarterback's performance compared to the replacement level adjusted for situations and opponents and then translated into yardage. So that takes in the opponents. It takes in the conditions. It takes in the situations that they were put in with their supporting cast. Dak Prescott, yeah. the number one ranked quarterback in that metric. Deshaun Watson the 12th ranked quarterback in that metric see i i think so i think that we're we are kind of victims of this too (laughs) maybe not us specifically but like as a whole with carson wentz because i think it like you spend so much time elevating your guy right like that's like and and so you're you're demanding respect for him that it becomes this you know we have to stand on on other dudes to do it and so like we have kind of turned the Dak Wentz thing to like Dak is awesome Wentz sucks and that's not the case at all like right Wentz is awesome just Dak is more awesome you know what I mean right uh shout out Dominique Foxworth by the way uh but (laughs) but so like that's kind of the case with this like and and but people are so like like people can't buy that like it's it's the ultimate like both things can be true thing it becomes this like the moment you have the conversation with like oh Dak was a top top 10 what you know get out of here you know Teddy Bridgewater won 4-0 last year you know what I mean like that's what the conversation becomes and so like nope and then when you bring up something like this specific stat which to the point you mentioned like Dak's New England game the weather huge factor and you can explain that for a lot of guys in a lot of bad games but they don't want to hear that people just want to lean on like their own assumptions and their own you know particular ideas of what may be true and what may not support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge 
that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, and that's 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 a great way to break it down, and and that's why I think looking at these numbers that take into it, it's not passing yards. It's like the P- football outsiders, which is the website I use for for these advanced metrics. Like they do a great job of taking into account defenses played, supporting right. cast, you know, down and distances, and all of this stuff. So it's really cool. And like the next number I want to talk about was DVOA, um, which is a very similar ranking to the DYAR. Uh, Dak Prescott finished sixth overall in DVOA. Uh, Deshaun Watson was 11th in DVOA, so that's another one where they give the nod to Dak Prescott. Uh, QBR, Dak Prescott, um, as we've talked about many times, is fourth in QBR. Deshaun Watson is sixth in QBR. So the reason I wanted to bring this up, the reason I want to talk about this, is we can look at the tape and see that when I look at the tape, I see two players who are very similar in their throwing abilities and their running abilities. I think you can make the case that they both had very similar supporting cast. I think you take, for most of Deshaun's career, he's had the best wide receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He's had a very good deep threat in Will Fuller when he's been able to stay healthy. And then he's had you know multiple productive number three wide receivers in Kenny Stills and Kiki Kuti, and he has a couple of tight ends. Um, you're kind of splitting hairs with the coaching staff. I don't think either coaching staff has been good for either of those quarterbacks. Bill O'Brien, right. you know, has been a wash with Jason Garrett. You're going to give the Cowboys offensive line and running game probably a bump up. Um, but that's why these numbers, in my opinion, are so important because when you look at them and you dive into them, you see that Dak Prescott is ranked very ever so slightly ahead of Deshaun Watson in almost every major category, which when you compare that with the tape, you go, which one would you rather have? And, and in my opinion, when I watch him without any bias, I'm taking Dak Prescott 10 out of 10 times because not only does the tape say, hey, these guys are on similar tiers, I can go to these numbers as well and go, wow, he's more efficient as a passer and runner than Deshaun Watson over these last few years. And I think that that's important to kind of take that all into account. Well, and I think also, I, I think the early run of Deshaun was very, very, very special. The, the right. you know, it was just, it was unreal. And I, and I do think that's what kind of hooked a lot of people. And I don't want to say that like he's peaked. I, I, that would be very difficult to replicate. Uh, but I certainly don't think that Deshaun, in terms of like mean production, has peaked as, as a player. He's still very early on and into his career. It will be fascinating to watch him without DeAndre Hopkins. But all the data also suggests that Dak is still an ascending player, just right. like Deshaun Watson. And so, and 
not only is his own individual game ascending, but now he's been given CD Lamb. And so that's the other thing. Like, you know, people like I don't want to keep going back, but like people act like, you know, the Cowboys don't believe in him. Dude, they just like they double down, you know, right. <laughs> like they, they you know, they didn't draft CD Lamb to bring in Andy Dalton to, you know, to, <laughs> you know, to oh, man, that is <laughs> that was that was that the worst oh, that was, that that's, was, that's gone that- on. That was a bad. There's been so many bad weeks this off season with with takes, and that yeah. may that may have been the worst one. I don't know. That could be the well, worst one. It it definitely inspired the worst takes. You know what I mean? But it, um, it was I, the takes from like like the people you work with when you go into the office, and they're like, "Oh, Andy Dalton, the new oh, yeah. he's taking like, Dak Prescott's job," and you're just like, um, "Jesus I Christ." Do- I do want to ask you. I got into an argument about this on uh, on the radio in San Antonio, and nobody nobody agreed with me. But I think you will. Um, this is a very different tangent. But the 2015 Cincinnati Bengals, I said that they were um, like probably the best roster in the NFL at that time, and I got laughed at just ridiculously. 2015 Cincinnati Bengals. Peak AJ Green. Peak. I wouldn't even want to say peak Tyler Eifert, but like the lone, you know, god year of Tyler Eifert's career. Gio Bernard operating at a high level. Jeremy Jeremy Hill, Hill. Mohamed Sanu, Marvin Jones, and then on defense, you know, Vontez doing his thing. Gino doing his thing. uh, Dunlap doing his thing. Drake Kirkpatrick. I mean, mean, that team was loaded. I don't know if I'd say best team in the NFL, but they were up there. I mean, that's a loaded. They were really, really. They were really all of those players drafted. They were all drafted right. players. Yeah. I mean, they they were really really good at drafting for a little while there, and they just you know couldn't put it together. But that's yeah. my bad. I didn't I didn't mean to send us off. You know. Well, no, I mean, like because dude, I, if Andy Dalton could get it done with that roster, I mean, just think about what he could do with these Cowboys with right. CD Lamb. It, imagine Andy Dalton and CD Lamb. I wonder was that the playoff game where he threw two interceptions or three interceptions? No, he got hurt that year. Andy uh... did. And so, and then AJ McCarron came in. I got um, you. Yeah. So okay. you know, it was okay, rough. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and I think like that was something I talked about with some people on Twitter and, you know, stuff too. Cause they were like, Andy Dalton's never had teams like this. And I was like, some of those early year Cincinnati teams when he first, not when he first started, but like his fourth or fifth year in, like those were good football teams. Like, would you, would you have taken peak AJ Green that Andy Dalton had which was kind of 2014 to 2017ish which is is that a better receiver the the peak version of AJ Green than Dak has had for a oh, single yeah. season no, because I mean, because he had, he had Amari he had Amari in 2018 but not the entire season and then Amari 2019 was still spectacular but was was kind of obviously I don't know, Amari disappears on the road dude so thank yeah. thank god the Cowboys drafted CD Lamb I mean, so when they on the road Let me let me say this without sounding negative but like I like Amari Cooper a lot but I definitely You think... had you had the original right. Amari like, take I think <laughs> I think he is a bit overhyped and I don't, I don't mean that in a negative, but I think that there's people who think that he's like a locked top eight wide receiver, and I don't think that that's legit because of some of the issues we talked about. You know, like there's a lot of questions with Amari Cooper. You know, like sure. there, there's like what happens with him on the road? What happens? What happens against good corners? What happens against? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Like when it, when when the team's not doing well, like we've but- all asked those questions. 
see but that's like he is he's a great like symptom of the hype right because because people see him and he's quiet and you know what i mean and they just like fall in love with the narrative and so like it just becomes amari's amazing and and, i mean he is but to your point like he i do think he's overhyped but i did not get killed for that on twitter like you did (laughs) back in december yeah no that was a that was a bad uh that was a bad span too but (laughs) no i mean definitely i would take i mean aj green those like great years for aj green were phenomenal like those were like AJ Green and Julio Jones, those were your two guys. Like that's and, that's all it and, was. In 2015, Tyler Eifert was by far a better tight end than Dak has ever had for a single season. Sure, yeah, because he's yeah. I'm gonna save my aggressive take on Jason Witten, but uh, that's good call. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. We really just want to stop in, chat about some Dak Prescott, chat about some. We even chat about some Andy Dalton. We didn't plan on doing that, but we did. But uh, we got a lot of episodes coming up this week. Um, we do have. We are supposed to have Rashad uh, Whitfield, the footwork footwork king, was supposed to be on today. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts, so we're gonna actually have him next week now. Uh, so he'll be back with the talking the draft or talking talking the star podcast the first, next week. First guest of talking the star, right? I yeah. Guess. So, we are pumped about that to have him on and really piggyback off of what you had. You had a great conversation with him. Uh, he had a viral video come out. Like the, I think, I don't know if it was the day you had him on or the day before. Um, yeah. So you guys talked about that a lot, but uh, we're going to piggyback off a lot of that stuff, get down into some, you know, some pros and cons of his route running abilities, releases and stuff like that. And really dive into uh, CD lamb, the football player and uh, really just, just give a good breakdown of what his coach sees. We uh we've got some fun stuff in store on the podcast feed. We uh we're a big podcast family, and uh you know so this is uh this is Wednesday, right? Talking the draft, the, la- the last talk on the draft for 2020. Tomorrow should be fun. There's a little surprise in store on the podcast feed. So you know uh-huh. pe- people hear me say it all the time. I mean, I, like obviously we're extremely biased, Connor, but. If you subscribe to one podcast feed, the Blog and the Voice podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, it's Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, you get all these shows. All, you get two episodes every day. Who else Who else puts out two episodes every day? Not, not anybody I'm listening to or following. <laughs> and there's so, right. much, there's so much bad content out right now that you got to get the good stuff. Have right. I, get- I mean – We've we've had three of the seven drafted Cowboys on the podcast feed. Uh, we had Rico Dowell too. I mean, yeah, we, we uh, Rondell Carter. Yeah. I mean, we've had him. Yeah, we've had like a third of the Cowboys roster on our podcast this this, this off season. So I really don't know what to tell you if you're not listening or subscribing <laughs> or commenting or whatever you're doing. I mean, you're just you're you're not doing smart things. You're if you. If you don't subscribe and listen to every episode that we post, you're pretty much admitting that Skip Bayless is your hero. Not only that, but you're the person that's responding to Connor's tweet promoting Dak Prescott and saying, like, dude, I've watched the tape. Or, or no, they like the, the classic Dak detractor response starts with something like, I like Dak, but like, like you know what I mean? Right, it's always yeah. like, <laughs> look, I'm a, I've watched or like. I've been watching Cowboys games since 1987, you know, or whatever. Like it, it's always like the the little step up and then the step back. And then it's like, yeah, he's good, but he's he's no no one's worth 35. That's the that's the only one I like now. Is nobody's worth 35. So it's like, yeah, you're like you're you're knocking him, but you're also knocking everybody else too. So it doesn't look quite as bad. But I want to ask you one final question because sure. the like the the position of quarterback is so important. And my favorite trope on it is when people say, 
I'll pay him 35, but I won't pay him 37. Dude, that's, it's $2 million. That's <laughs> what killed me about the 30 to 35 thing. It's like yeah. you're splitting the difference between Tristan Hill. Like Tristan yeah. Hill's going to make $5 million in two years. Like you're pretty much admitting that you'd rather keep Tristan Hill over the quarterback. Yeah. And, but, and the other, the other thing. I have is, to get this off my chest too. Somebody told me today that the Cowboy that this was a tweet that I got straight to my my mentions that came in when I was talking about Dak Prescott that the Cowboys should trade Dak Prescott in a three team trade. If you're oh. listening to this, buddy, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this was so bad that we have to talk about it. Three team trade with the Jets, Jacksonville, and the Cowboys. The Jaguars would get Dak Prescott. The Cowboys would get Jamal Adams. And then the Jets would get the Jaguars' first-round pick in 2021. And I was like, did we just trade our quarterback for a safety? Wow. A safety that needs a new deal, by the way. Um, like, that's the other thing. Like, people just – like, they, they think it's Madden. Um, and that's, like, the, my last thing that I have to get off my chest. Because <laughs> the, uh, this, that's, this basically was just therapy for us right, in many yeah. ways. Um, is people – what what's the number one reason, Connor, that people don't what what do they want to preserve? They want to preserve cap space, right? We gotta have that important cap space. If right. we'd had cap space, we wouldn't have lost Byron Jones. They could have kept Byron Jones. Yeah. Like I don't know where this they, narrative they came from. They still could re-sign Byron Jones right now if they wanted to. Um, but my I just that that narrative, if anybody has watched this team for the last three years what what are they going to do with the cap space like the the steven jones uh clip or audio that we and we played it um on the ocho earlier this week about where he he referenced analytics uh man don't even, but don't even get me started on that one but but he says earlier in that interview that they don't typically go sign big time free agents well dude let's give you a whole bunch of cap space then right <laughs> right exactly I mean, like, like in one I, breath you're like we got to save the cap space to 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 make put players around him. And then in the next breath, he's like, yeah, we don't do that. We're, we're not in the business of paying players in free agency. It's like, and, so... And the, the other thing is that people love to say, look at what the Cowboys have built around Dak Prescott. You know, it, it's going to be a problem if, if they can't, you know, pay outside free agents. Okay, well, so you're a believer in the way they built the team, which was through the draft. I don't know. Maybe they'll just keep drafting players. You know, right. if you believe they're good at that, they could do that still. Nothing. There's no, you know, I just, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing phenomenon. We'll look back on this uh, after Dak's 10 Super Bowl wins uh, in, in 11 years to be conservative. <laughs> and uh, this will be a fun memory. Yeah. I, I just hope there's one because the absolute mental breakdown of hundreds, thousands, millions of people who have been, so negative about the quarterback of the Cowboys are going to have a absolute horrible time as I'm my, up for 48 hours straight just tweeting at people. My last thing is, and I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Deshaun, when the Texans lost that playoff game, the, the day the Cowboys beat the Seahawks a few hours earlier in the wild card round back in 2018, Remember when they were down twenty-one nothing? The Texans were, and Deshaun's picking up first downs and and like doing the the first down, yeah. you know. And if Dak did the first down hand signal <laughs> down twenty-one to nothing in a playoff game, dude, the internet would explode. It would be magnificent in a lot of ways. To be I, honest, I wish he would. That, <laughs> that's what I want. What I want in 2020, 2020 just like embrace it is just 
him to come out and just be like dead nuts to everybody and just be like, oh, franchise tag? Sweet. Like, get down 21 to nothing on purpose and then just like quarterback draw after quarterback draw. Just, just absolutely just crush everybody. Just it'd be, be incredible. Funny. It'd be incredible. It'd be, it'd be hard to watch because every week we'd, We'd be down twenty-one to nothing, and watching the quarterback just strong arming everybody. But it would be so funny. It'd be cool. I'm I mean, down. You, you honestly couldn't be but so mad at it. You would just be like, you know what? Respect. That's true. But well, well said. This was a emergency quarterback, backup quarterback, Bengals wide receivers. <laughs> this had it all. So we uh, we we had to improvise tonight. We had, to, like I said, some scheduling conflicts. So we're uh, we're gonna have be back next week with uh, Rashad Woodfield, Footwork King, uh, talking some more CD Lamb and maybe some other guys that he's worked with in the past with the Cowboys. Um, so we'll be talking to him next week. I know we have a lot of good shows coming up this week. We have a pretty big announcement coming up this week too. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, Always subscribe, listen to all the shows on the Blogging the Boys podcast feed, the Ocho 75. Is that 750 or 750? It's 750 because it's Tony War 75 and my last name is Ochoa. That's what I thought. All right, so the 750, you got Girls Talking Boys, is Sizemore and are they still Well, we're we're doing some some stuff. You know, uh, we'll keep keep everybody in the loop. Look, pretty much – just subscribe and you're going to be thrilled to death. So that's the truth. I know you guys are either sitting at home or sitting at work trying to get your days over with. So do it with us. Let us help you with that. Subscribe and let us talk to you about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. We are talking the draft. This is the final talking draft of the 2020 off season. And we'll be back next week. We're talking the star and the rest of the shows on the blog and podcast feed. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Talk to the Draft.